0: hello hello everyone welcome to episode 18 of rock the dragon and dragon ball super podcast i am of course your host tim bridgewater thank you guys for joining me again this week of course uh i hosted two other podcasts make sure you check those out republic city report uh another one called geekly dose both on itunes as well as stitcher.com of course rock the dragon is now available on google play uh itunes tune in as well as uh, Stitcher even though once again there's a couple updating issues with Stitcher what I've noticed is that Stitcher does update but it just kind of does it every now and then so you won't find every single episode there but most of them are there but once again you have plenty of other options Uh, I would prefer that you head over to iTunes and listen and while you're there you can please leave me a review there Uh, no new reviews for this week to talk about but once again take a few minutes out of your day head over to leave me a review if you're enjoying the show uh, with that being said you're probably mad <laughs> so calm down and then leave me a review but uh yeah i, I understand i'm a little bit late with the uh podcast as well not a little bit <laughs> technically it is now after midnight on so, like early saturday morning so the new episode episode 19 of the pot of dragon ball super will be coming on later on tonight uh no i uh I just moved. I just moved into a brand new place and I didn't get internet until uh, yesterday. So, (laughs) and plus I've been doing a lot of moving and stuff. So that pretty much explains that. I'm sorry about that. So you're just going to get two episodes that are really close together. Uh, But either way, I'm still going to cover them both. And I'm still going to give you guys your Dragon Ball super commentary thoughts and opinions and action. Uh, Speaking of all that, if you have any thoughts and opinions on Dragon Ball Super, Dragon Ball Z, uh, obviously there is an email segment and a message segment called What Are You Saying? where you can write to me and uh, ask me a question, make a comment about something, etc. That being said, uh, we're going to jump into that now. That segment, I do have an email as well as a Facebook comment that I want to address. So the very first one, Uh, was left on the page now this is pertaining to if you remember um a couple episodes back i was talking about that i posted a photo on the page facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast where i was rewatching um just one of the random episodes from seasons from the start very first episode of season seven of dragon ball z okay this is right after gohan defeated cell and we were Pretty much branching on off into the other world saga tournament and all that before we get to boot. Uh, and there was an episode where Goku was sent to hell with Beerus. I mean, sorry, not Be- Beerus. Wow. No, no. <laughs> Beerus, Beerus was definitely not in Dragon Ball Z. Okay. Or technically, I guess he was there, quote unquote, but he was asleep. No, no. I meant to say PyCon. Okay. So Goku and PyCon go to hell because remember, Goku's dead at this point. He goes down there. Uh, because Grand Kai sends him down there because Cell and the Ginyu Force and Frieza are down there just running their mugs, starting shit with people. So there were a couple shots in there where Goku's hair stood up in a very Super Saiyan-like way, but it was black, and his eyes were black. So I posted some screenshots that I took of my TV screen of that, and I posted it on the page. Okay. And I was inviting you guys that if anybody had any information about it or anything like that to just go ahead and send me an email or whatever. Let me know what you found. So I would like to thank one of my listeners, Ryan. Uh, Ryan, this is incredible information. Thanks a lot. Ryan actually responded to that photo, and this is what he says. The writers originally had him be Super Saiyan in this scene, but they wanted that form to be a surprise for PyCon. So they had to go back and change it and we're left with this. But really, going Super Saiyan against the Ginyu Force is overkill. Ryan, thanks. I don't know where you got that information from, but hell, it makes perfect sense. It sounds right. Uh, once again, you know, I, I kind of figured that there was some kind of a error there or something, you know, because there's a lot of things like that happening in Dragon Ball Z, and it makes sense. It makes sense that originally, originally when they did that, uh goku's hair turned gold and his eyes turned blue but then they said oh wait a second it'd be a lot better if we surprised paikan with it later on and during the tournament um and that's exactly what they do i just rewatched that entire saga actually and uh yeah it's it's much more effective later on because you know king kai is kind of bragging on goku and saying that oh you, you know you thought it was over you didn't realize he could go Super Saiyan and then he does that so um, and this it's one of those things that just kind of comes back every now and then while he's dead you know everyone kind of being surprised that he um, can go Super Saiyan so that makes sense makes sense that they would go back and change his hair to be black but they they couldn't (laughs) without I guess changing his hair was easier than redrawing the hair uh, itself changing the hair color was easier than just redrawing it so that's what they did. So, Ryan, makes sense, man. Thanks a lot for that. I appreciate it. Now, I also have an email here. Once again, if you want to email me, you can uh, rock the podcast at gmail.com. This email is actually from my old co-host of Geekly Dose, Stephen Nocentelli. Stephen, thanks, bud. I'm glad you're checking out the podcast. <laughs> uh, Stephen writes, hey, Tim, first of all, just want to say that the podcast is great keep up the good work entertaining those masses. Now, as we all know, Dragon Ball was created by the brilliant Akira Toriyama. He has also gone on to create many other manga and anime. He even has done character design work on several video games, including one of my favorite series, Dragon Quest. So my question for you is, what do you feel it is about Toriyama's style that is so appealing to both kids and adults? What draws you in that you find so special? Also, check out Twitch.tv slash Geekly where I am currently playing through the newest Dragon Quest Heroes game. I'll even give my thoughts on this question in the next stream. Thanks, Steven. Steven, thanks you. Thanks, thank you, my friend, uh, for writing in. Uh, yeah, and definitely check out Steven. I mentioned this before, but check out Steven's Twitch channel, Twitch.tv slash Geekly Games. Uh, now that I have internet again, and have cable again and all of that uh, i will be uh, joining Stephen occasionally once we can figure that out and work some things out and all that kind of stuff so you definitely want to check out that now back to your question so yeah yes akira toriyama has done a lot of other work outside of dragon ball dragon ball z i don't know how many people realize that one of them being the dragon quest series if you go and you look at <laughs> if you play that game and you look at the art you can tell because i mean he has a very distinctive style the way um that things are drawn and the characters look so you're, back to your question what do i feel it is about Toriyama's style that is so appealing to both kids and adults hmm You know, I was thinking about this and I I, if you listen to episode zero of the podcast, a lot of you will remember that. And this is something that I admit and I'm 200 percent honest about is that when I first started watching Dragon Ball Z, the thing that turned me off the most about it was the style, the way the characters were designed, the way they were animated, the way they were drawn, all of that. In the beginning, I didn't like it at all. i just i just thought it looked very weird i mean you know i always thought their ears were really big i thought their hair was too crazy i mean it just was hard for me to envision these characters kind of like looking you know i don't know like not necessarily live action but just kind of envisioning people that would look that way um obviously i got over that right because now dragon ball z is like my favorite tv show of all time okay but in the beginning, I wasn't crazy about it. Now, I can't I, I can't speak for anyone else. I can say that um, the way that the character's drawn in his style is not what draws me in personally. Uh, what really got to me about Dragon Ball Z was the fighting in the moments of power. Right. I think I've mentioned that before. That's what gets me. It's, it's when somebody gets pissed off because someone else gets hurt. And then they power up (laughs) and then they get into a fight, you know, like that's what drew me in initially. Uh, So it was that it was more so that kind of stuff. Now, if you want to talk about his style in terms of animation and well, I mean, yeah, that's great. I mean, just the very fast movements. I hadn't really seen anything like that before, you know, like the characters just kind of fighting at the speed of light. But yet. They always animated it in such a way to where we can tell what's going on and we can still know that they're fighting fast. You know, I've seen other shows, animated shows that haven't handled it quite as well as that. So um, for, for me, that was kind of the appeal in turn, you know, uh, visually was that kind of stuff. Uh, now, later on, I started to really begin to appreciate the actual looks of some of the characters and, and things like that. I mean, eventually Vegeta's look became really good to me in the beginning it was very weird i mean go back and watch the the early episodes of dragon ball z with vegeta like his hair is way too big and he's like four feet tall you know i mean obviously over time they started to redesign some of these characters even some of the early animation and the way and the, the the characters their faces used to be more round early on in the beginning and later on it became more defined right but that's to be expected you know with, with with animated shows that go for a long time you go back and watch the early episodes of the simpsons i mean it doesn't look anything like that now so that's the kind of shit that you know it's actually pretty normal and uh, but i appreciate that in terms of a toriyama you know the evolution of the art now with that being said like i said i just i just rewatched some dragon ball z i mean i didn't i didn't have cable for a week Okay, so or Internet. So I couldn't watch the last episode of Dragon Ball Super, even if I wanted to. But so but what I do have is a shitload of Dragon Ball Z Blu-rays. So I started rewatching, you know, season seven. I just started there because, as I mentioned before, on previous episodes of the podcast, I don't know as much about those episodes because I didn't watch them as much as the rest. Right? So my, my memory was always a little bit fuzzy on what happened in those sagas. Um, So I decided to just, you know, I'm gonna go back and rewatch these. Why not? I got, I got some a little bit of free, a little bit of free time I would force in at the end of the night. So I started rewatching that and hell, I mean the, the way that those characters were designed and the, the way they looked in that season some of that looks better than dragon ball super now i think i don't know it's something about the the way that you know especially this episode episode 18 um not only was the animation kind of shitty throughout some of this episode but they care they just look weird i don't know It's something about um goku's face right at the very beginning of the episode where he's He's going to other world or wherever, wherever it's called. (laughs) I don't know what it's called. Beerus world Uh, with with Weiss. You can just kind of look at his face and it just doesn't look right. Now, if you haven't watched Dragon Ball Z in a while, it's going to be a little bit hard for you to realize that. But if you go back and watch Dragon Ball Z, you'll see what I'm talking about. So I actually kind of preferred his style more so in Dragon Ball Z than I do in Super. Now, I appreciate the updates. That Super has made in terms of throwing some CGI in there and the HD and the brighter colors and all that kind of stuff. But as far as the way the characters are drawn, I still kind of prefer the way they look heading toward the boo saga. Uh, Dragon Ball Z okay so that was a really long answer <laughs> but you know what that's okay because i don't have much to say about this this episode so uh in order to stretch out some time we, we got that okay so once again steven thanks a lot brother uh, make sure you email me whenever you feel like it. All right. Make sure you check out Steven's stuff, twitch.tv slash geekly games. If you would like to send me an email, any questions, concerns about anything, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super related. Once again, what are you saying is the segment uh, email me at rock the at gmail.com head over to facebook.com slash rock the Send me a message there. Okay now without any further ado we're going to jump into the episode talk of course this episode episode 18 of rock the dragon podcast is going to cover episode 18 of dragon ball super uh titled i'm here Too." training commences on Beerus's world so you know as usual does <laughs> the, the title pretty much tells us exactly what's going to happen here and the episode pretty much picks you know kind of resumes with that you know Goku's just heading toward Beerus's planet with Whis uh we get a little bit of you know sort of comic relief here because he's talking about that he, ha- he has to pee you know this is normal <laughs> this is normal stuff this is normal Dragon Ball humor um but they just try to skip just to, to skip ahead a little bit here because once again there's not a lot of stuff to dissect about this episode um they get there and vegeta is surprised right he's surprised that he's coming um but we do get sort of a comment vegeta's kind of i mean obviously vegeta's been there for six months now so he's kind of become accustomed to things and he's almost made himself at home i mean he's standing there with the seer the little uh weird fish in a bowl (laughs) in a fish bowl staff thingy uh and he says something like oh finally you know they're here and he's saying that oh you're getting to the point now where you can sense deities energies now now here's my question about that who's he talking about is he talking about goku is he talking about Whis? um uh, because as far as i understand Whis is not a god himself but does he does he still count as a deity and it's still a little bit fuzzy as exact as to what um Goku is at this point like is he is he technically still super saiyan god because he lost that but then he kind of retained some of it so I don't know you know it's a little I guess it's still kind of questionable uh with that but um they're basically letting us know that Vegeta's power has grown because you know Goku even says that himself is like wow Vegeta you know like I can tell you're a lot stronger than you were uh, before and you may even be stronger than me now So uh, that's probably the most important thing to take away from this initial sort of uh, interaction here, (laughs) other than Goku and Vegeta just kind of like going at it with each other. So basically, you know, he learns that Goku is going to be training here now. He's going to train. Okay, he's going to he's going to join them with training. And since Vegeta already kind of knows the ropes and kind of knows how everything is going, um you know, he kind of just takes them and, and they, and the first thing they kind of have to do here is chores, right? So they have to go and, um, change Beerus's sheets. Okay. So we get this pretty cool scene shot of them kind of walking into this big area, uh, just kind of checking out Beerus's domain and his environment and giving us a little sneak peek at what he, the way he lives as a deity, which I think is pretty cool. I mean, I feel like this is something that Some of those shots definitely wouldn't have looked this good had they drawn (laughs) tried to do this like 20 years ago. So they're taking advantage of the new budget uh, in some ways. In other ways, I I remember I said the 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 animation is a little questionable. But yeah, so this this is your standard sort. And I'm not going to talk a lot about this because this is just a big long segment, okay? Of them pretty much trying to change Beerus's fucking sheets uh, without waking him up. But it's not completely useless because, I mean, it's a sort of your standard sort of karate kid sort of training mentality. Right. It's it's that through these chores, it'll teach them something that will help them in their f- training to fight. Right. That's standard sort of Western Asian sort of, you know, mythology and, and, and training and philosophy in terms of, you uh, Martial arts, right, that you you'll learn something else through everyday tasks. They can teach you patience and things like that, which is something that um, we springs up later on to Vegeta. He says, well, you you lack patience, you know, and so rest assured that it does tie in. But once again, it's just kind of like this. Sequence of them just trying not to wake Beerus up. So <laughs> I'm not going to really go into too much detail about that. I mean, what's cool about it is that there are these floating hourglasses that I guess are just Beerus's uh, alarm clocks that I guess, I mean, you know, I guess when it's time for him to wake up, however however often that is, I forget, 30, 40 years or something. I mean, obviously he's not going to be asleep that long this time, uh, but they explode. So (laughs) there's a kind of funny sequence where Vegeta gets knocked into one and then Goku, you know, uses instant transmission to teleport it outside and it blows up in Whis' face. So a lot of humorous stuff kind of going on here, but they kind of skip ahead. Eventually they managed to successfully uh change beerus's (laughs) sheets it's kind of weird just talking about that right but yeah so there's some there's some chores but then eventually vegeta says you know what okay tomorrow or whatever we'll start our actual training so what we get is this sort of sequence of them uh which was very video game like and i don't think that that was a coincidence right where they're kind of having to carry these things across this platform while we uh While we just kind of makes this platform dissipate. So it's a very video game sort of a thing. Uh, But, you know, obviously supposed to teach them something. Now, before that, I didn't mention this, but Goku does get his he gets his new uniform finally. Right. So those of us who've been kind of being spoiled (laughs) by the uh, Japanese episodes and been seeing posters and screenshots and all this kind of stuff of Goku wearing. Which is essentially sort of the same gi as before, just really sort of, well, it's not the same, but it's, it's the same color. Maybe it's a little, the orange maybe a little bit deeper, but it's my, he's, he doesn't have the blue t-shirt on under it and stuff like that. So, you know, it's not a huge difference from what he was wearing before. Uh, and for that matter, Vegeta has one too that Boma gave him, uh, which looks pretty cool. I mean, I expected this and I, I like it. You know, it's a brand new series. So I think it's a good idea to let them look a little bit different. You know, Dragon Ball Z was kind of bad at that, I think. Um, and especially in terms of Goku. I mean, Goku pretty much wore the same thing <laughs> for like the entire series, uh, for the most part. Now, yeah every now okay the sigil that he had on his suit would change depending on who trained him right because at first it was like he had master Roshi's symbol on there and then later he got king kai's symbol on there and then later on i think he got someone else's i forget vegeta probably had the most costume changes out of everybody because remember his saiyan outfit when he first showed up and then when he went to namek he got another one and then when he fought cell he got another one and then when he Fort Majin Buu, he got another one. um So yeah, and yeah, Goku did put on the Saiyan armor for a brief period of time when he was in the hyperbolic time chamber. But for the most part, he had that damn blue and orange gi on the entire series. So it's cool that they're just kind of switching it up now. Um, I don't know how long it's gonna last. <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, so they, you know they're doing some training, they're lifting stuff, and we get some cool moments. You know, we, we kind of every now and then we kind of go over to Weiss and the Seer. And I think we get some pretty decent, uh, we get some pretty cool sort of uh, side talk. You know, he's talking about the powers, you know, and and, and, and the seer is saying, hey, you're sure you're not pushing them too hard. They're not they're not deities. But we is saying that, you know, he knows exactly how he needs to push them, you know, and it doesn't. They can't. They got to a point now to where they they rely so much on the Super Saiyan form that they don't know how to kind of go around that and go beyond that. Because in the grand scheme of things, uh, in terms of power, deity, divine power, Super Saiyan power is really, you know, not much, which is crazy to think. Right. I mean, this is something I talked about, I think, in episode zero. Is that I felt like they needed to find a way to rein in these powers a little bit, but it seemed like they just I mean, how much more powerful can you get when you get to the point where you can destroy the universe? Then what else is there? And from what I understand, because once again, it's super fucking hard to avoid spoilers. And I have a friend of mine who just he he's begging me to watch the Japanese version, man, I'm tempted. I need, I need, I need, I need my listeners. I need you guys to talk me out of doing it because I'm super tempted because he just, it's so, it would be so easy to just go watch all the episodes and just catch up. But part of the reason why I haven't given in to that is because of you guys in this podcast. And the other, the other part is that, well, I just love the English dub, you know? And I've watched a couple clips of the Japanese dub and it's just, ah, man, that's just not, it, it won't have the same impact on me emotionally if I watch that version. It just won't. Because a lot of what I love about this show is the voice acting, you know, and the emotion that goes in that. And I can't it doesn't translate the same when it's a, a language that I don't understand. Um, but I get why everyone else is watching it, because you don't feel like waiting. And I don't blame you. I mean, shit, having to wait <laughs> every week for one episode of this show is tough. Uh, But I don't know. Well, I'll do it for as long as I can. I'll I'll try to stick with it anyway. okay, yeah. So, you know, just in terms of the power and everything, Weiss was kind of just giving us a little exposition about how far he feels that he can maybe take them. And we get that a little bit more when he's talking about training them again. He's he's saying that you guys, you need to learn how to get to the point where you can fight without thinking. And I could have sworn that that was something they already addressed on this show. I feel like that hap- that's a conversation that happens on every show that sort of revolves around martial arts. <laughs> at some point, some character has to has to learn how to react without thinking first about it. Um, I could have sworn we've already been there in the Dragon Ball world, but maybe not. Um, but now they're going there with Whis, which is different. So we get some a cool little shot, you know, he's like both of you guys attack me at the same time and then we'll see what happens. So. Needless to say, man, we dodges every freaking attack (laughs) really easily. And that's when he tells them, you know, you have to get to this point where you can move without thinking. Now, uh, on this episode is the first the first time we get our sort of um, segue into the return of Frieza. Okay, Um, for anybody who watched Resurrection F, the movie, you know that this is leading to that. So we get to see some of Frieza's squad. OK, these are the people that are essentially going to bring Frieza back to life. Uh, and, you know, we even see a replica of Frieza's ship or one that was in the same style. So now we're, we're heading back into that. So we get a little bit of taste of that. Not only that, though, the very last scene here. Very interesting. OK, we get this person (laughs) this thing who looks a lot like Beerus okay he's just bigger he's fatter and he has his own sort of uh companion assistant who looks a lot like Whis but appears to be female instead so uh and he's destroying planets so it doesn't take a genius to kind of figure out who this person is uh I'm not going to say because I, I do know Uh, Because once again, it's just hard as hell to avoid spoilers, but it's really obvious. All you have to do is think about who this person could possibly be (laughs) based on what he looks like and what he's doing. Okay, so that in itself is exciting because that didn't happen in Resurrection F the movie. So it's going to be another example of how things can be different and hopefully more exciting in this longer version of it that's happening on the TV show. Uh, So, yeah nice cliffhanger we left with there once again had i not been spoiled i'd probably be a little bit more excited about it but that's okay i'm still excited because i don't know being much beyond one or two things so and i don't have long to wait because the new episode will be airing later on tonight (laughs) so once again sorry for the delay with the podcast uh so yeah that pretty much does it for the episode talk once again you have any questions or comments thoughts about that uh, see me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com head over to facebook.com slash rockthedragonpodcast head over to facebook.com slash timbridgewatergeek youtube.com slash timbridgewatergeek um, now that I'm in my new location it's a matter of time before I do another video for Tim Geek. I don't know what it's going to be but I got to spend a little time getting set up here and um, before I start jumping back into that and I've been super busy man super busy super tired I'm super exhausted right now but i want to squeeze this episode in for you guys so um i hope you appreciate it thanks a lot <laughs> okay so i think that does it, guys so until next time for rock the dragon podcast i'm tim bridgewater and i will see you next time